Let's, uh, let's go back to John, uh, Acts chapter 8, please. Acts chapter 8, verses uh, 26 and following, we're looking at a, a guy named Philip. And Philip, just for a little background on Philip, Philip was uh, one of the guys that was chosen back in Acts chapter 6 when it was like crazy, all this stuff was happening and, and uh, the, the apostles, they couldn't keep up with it all. So they said, you know, it's not right for us to leave the word of God in prayer. You know the story, right? And, and to, you know, take care of all these physical needs that are happening. And so they, they, picked, they ended up picking these group of guys uh, to, quote unquote, wait on tables or to serve. And so Philip was one of these guys, you know, he, he wasn't an apostle, but he was, he was, call, he was just a guy that, they, that was going to be good to help take care of people. Kind of like what we saw out here yesterday, people who were willing to serve and just do anything. Which reminds me, it, it just always amazes me, you know, it takes, it takes weeks and, 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 and months really to get ready for it, and then, and then uh, hours in the morning to get all set up, and then we're ready and everything. And then when we're all done, everybody pitches in. It just blows me away. Everybody pitches in, and in one hour, the thing is completely gone, taken down. There's still a little work to put stuff away, but in one hour, because everybody pitches in, it's just amazing, the, the heart to serve. And nobody, uh, nobody minds carrying chairs and all that stuff. So anyways, Philip was one of these guys who was kind of like a deacon, who would take care of practical things. And, and, and then it says later that, because of this persecution, like Acts chapter 7, in relation to Stephen, who was also one of those guys, right? You can read about him. And, and, and Stephen has this incredible ministry happening, but he gets, he gets persecuted and actually put to death for his faith. And, and it says because of the persecution surrounding this time, of, through this time of Stephen's death and all that, that people went out to different places, and so Philip ended up being one of the guys that went out, and he went out to a, a place. Um, <clears throat> you can see it there in the beginning of uh, chapter 8. He went down in verse 4. It, he, it says, those who had been scattered preached the word where, wherever they went. And Philip went down to a city called in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there, talked about Jesus there. So Philip went to this place called Samaria. And, and we're not going to look at that story today. It's not part of what we're looking at, but, but incredible things happened down there in Samaria. Awesome stuff was happening in Samaria. All these people were coming to know Jesus. There was warfare, battle too. You can read about that. The, you know, the sorcerer there, Simon, was, you know, created all kinds of issues. So he's in the middle of this really kind of revival, this kind of a great awakening there in the city of Samaria, and God says to him, I want you to go somewhere else. You say, well, that doesn't even make sense. Why can't I just stay here where I know what's going on and, and I'm, you know, everything is happening right here? So that's where we pick it up here in verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Go south, and then verse 27 says, so he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. And this man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. He was in this incredible place with all these people, all this stuff happening. God said, I want you to go out on this road. 
and just travel on the road. And, and Philip said, okay, sure, why not? Not sure that would have been my first response, but that was his response. And he says, okay, let's go. And, and, and in the end, what we see here is that God sent him out there on that road to meet with how many people? One person, only one. That's why, you know, this thing about praying for people, that it just, you know, I really think we need to focus in like one or two or three or just a few. Pick one person that maybe you met yesterday or maybe that is in your life, in your family. Somebody that you know, a neighbor. I've got a very short list of people and, I, and I'm not going to go into all those details about each one of them, but, but interesting things are happening. For those specific ones that I've been praying for, and I try to pray for them every day, and, I, and I'm doing the best I can to try to pray for them every single day, just that very short, small group of people. And interesting things are happening. Some of them are like swearing at me and like really, really angry at me. I'm going, wow, that, that's prayer. That's really working well. <laughs> And other people are like opening themselves, you know, to us in different ways. And we're going like, wow, that's interesting. But, but you know, what, what I think we need to do is keep praying and see it through to the end. Because, because I don't think the things that are happening in, in my little circle would be happening if, I had not, if I'm not like praying for them every day. So I challenge you again. And this is what happens here. Philip goes out there and he's with this one guy. And he's going to make an, you know, an impression on him. He's going to actually affect his life for all eternity, like these, these young boys were saying here, uh, you know, that, that they could be with him in heaven forever kind of thing. And that's what's happening here with Philip. Reaching this one person, it says that he had gone to Jerusalem to worship. He was searching. He didn't really understand the truth. He was searching. And I truly believe in this day and age, though people don't walk around and say, you know, I'm really searching. They don't say that. How many people have come up to you recently and say, you know what? I'm really searching. I wanna, I wanna, I'm searching for the answers to the big questions in life. I'm really searching. And like, if you're like me, you go like, I don't know what to say. You know, like, you, know you're, you get caught in your throat there. But I, I truly believe that people all around us are searching. They're trying to fill those needs. They're trying to answer those big questions in life with all kinds of things that this world has to offer. And you know what? None of them satisfy. All the entertainment that you can have in the world, you know, in the end, doesn't satisfy. All the money, all the food, all the relationships, all the, you know, sex, all the things that this world has to offer, you know, it's not going to answer the, the thing that's inside of us. Really, it's only Jesus that's going to be the one that's going to answer that. And so, I really believe, and, and, and I read this uh, recently about, you know, sitting you know, with a group of people, and I think it also applies to just the people around us, that, that people are, are perhaps one step away from making some kind of big decision. Not everybody, not at all times, but in a group of people and, and in the people that you know and work with, there are people that are around you that are maybe one step away from making a very big decision and maybe a very bad decision. Maybe even something like suicide. We, you just do not know. 
And so, again, I think I really this idea that this burden, if you want to call it that, for us to have our eyes open to the people around us and, and those individuals that are around us. You can't, you can't share with a million people, but you can, you can be a light to one person or two people or three people. It's one person that is uh, sending me these hate texts. You know what? My first response is, <laughs> you know, that's my first response. And then I have to back away and step back and say, no. What I need to share with them is that Jesus is the only hope that they, they have. Jesus is the only one that can change you on the inside. And, and so I, I, I get back to that and I'm open to, you know, you know, that Jesus is working in me. He's healing me from the inside. And so he can heal you too. Maybe there's one person. Look for it. Look for those opportunities. You know, he, he's out here on this road, and, and he's told, the Lord told him to go out, to go on that road. And on his way, says, he met this eunuch. On his way, while he was out there doing that. He, he didn't go out looking for the guy, right? And maybe there's a time, probably, sure, to go out looking for people to, like, share the gospel with. But on his way, right, you know, while he was on the way, he met this guy. While you're at work, while you're at school, while you're here, you met someone that needs to know some truth, the truth about Jesus. Look what it says in verse 28. It says, and on his way home, this man was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. And the Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. So he's in there. He's actually got, you know, the Scripture. He's got the, the, the book of Isaiah in some form. We don't know what form he had it in, but he was reading it. And he's like reading this stuff. And, and, and again, there's a searching heart, searching that's taking place in this guy's life. And, and God asks Philip to go and, and be there. And he says, not only go there, he says, go to that chariot and stay near it. Sometimes you, you don't even want to get near people right? I, you know, we're busy. I don't have time for this, to go and spend my time, you know, getting near somebody, getting close to somebody. You know what? TV can wait, you know? The other stuff that is so important to us, that stuff can wait. Go near, he says, go near and be there for them. If he had said, you know what? I'm, I'm, on, I'm on a mission. I'm going I'm on the road down towards Gaza. I'm, I'm heading out there. It doesn't matter what, what you know, this guy's need is right now. I'm too busy for this. And he would have missed out on this incredible blessing of being involved in the, in the Ethiopian eunuch's life. Open our eyes to see what's going on around us. It, it's all around us, but we're, if we're not looking, we're never going to see it. Never going to see it. We were out in in uh, Connecticut uh, last week, and, and we were in a little mini-mart kind of thing, and, and, and uh, I noticed the people, they looked like they were from India. And so, you know, I, you got to take chances sometimes. They, they could have been from another country or whatever, but I said, so are you, are you folks from India? And he said, yes, we're from India. I said, what, where are you from? And they told me, and I said, I, well, I never really heard of that place before. But... I said, you know, they said, where have you been? I said, told them, this is where I've been. Okay. They said, that's like 12 hours away by train. I said, okay. Long ways away. India is a huge country. 
so we're just buying this stuff. And, and uh, so one, the lady said to us, so why did you go to India? Well, <laughs> right there is an opportunity. I could have said, oh, you know, I don't know. I, and, and, and I wasn't going to just like start preaching at her, but I, but I just said, we went India just to tell people about Jesus. And we had a great time there. We loved India. We just went there to tell people about Jesus. And, you know, there was like the whole family. that They do stuff in families there. The whole family were there in this mini market and, and kind of like watching. And, and uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's not far from where Anthony and Irene are going to be living. So they're going to have to follow up on this Indian family right there, right? All around us, looking for opportunities. Get close. Look at verse 30. He says, it says, Philip ran up to the chariot and he heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. And he asked the question, do you understand what you are reading? He asked a, he asked a simple question. He didn't go up and say, listen, I've got all the answers for you. I've been a Christian a long time. Let me explain to you. No, he went up and asked him a question and it like opened the door. A simple question. Do you like understand any of that? Do you understand about Jesus at all? Do you, have you heard about Jesus at all? You know, if, if they don't want to hear anything, they'll just shut the door immediately. But if we ask a question, it might open up a door for them to, to, to hear more, right? Don't be afraid to ask a simple question. Are you from India? Are you from Mars? Listen and ask questions. He heard, and then he asked a question. Verse 31, how can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. He invited him up into his chariot. And the eunuch was reading this passage of Scripture. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. And in his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants, for his life was taken from the earth? What an incredible passage to be reading to ask him about Isaiah chapter 53, about Jesus, the Messiah, giving his life, paying the price for our sins. And the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please... Who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? And then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture, and he told him the good news about who? About who? About Jesus. He told him the good news about Jesus. That's really what it all boils down to in the end. For the human race, the good news about Jesus is where it's all at. It's not about social programs, though those are good. It's not about religion. It's not about all kinds of building programs and stuff. It's about a relationship with Jesus. And if we don't have the relationship with Jesus, if they don't, we have no hope. That's where the hope comes from. He went up there and he, and he, and he got to the place and he talked to this man where he was, right? Right where he was. Right, right. This is where this man was searching. He, he, he talked to him right where he was. He didn't, he didn't try to, you know, go you know, way beyond where this man's understanding was. He, he got right there and he explained it to him, this simple truth, the good news about Jesus. Look at verse 36. And as they traveled along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? 
And he gave orders to stop the chariot. And then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Is that incredible or what? He said, let's get ba- I want to get baptized. He obviously had told him about being baptized, right? He didn't just know that. He told him. The simple news, of, the good news about Jesus and giving your life to him, and part of one of the things of following Jesus is to, to be baptized. And that's why we're going to have a baptism next Sunday, a little uh, segue into our uh, baptism next Sunday. If we would all say that, why shouldn't I be baptized? Why shouldn't I be baptized? Because I believe in Jesus, I've given my heart to Him. I, I, I want to get out there on the beach and, and, and let people know just by the simple uh, act of being baptized that, that I'm a follower of Jesus. So the rest of the passage, Philip was actually miraculously taking, taken away out of this situation and, and, and this guy goes on his way, it says, rejoicing. But, but Philip has gone to this guy, this one person. And it wasn't, you know, anything that you and I really couldn't do. Ask us, listen, ask a question, be there. Pay attention to this person that's right in front of us. Who's in front of you, I wonder, and, and, and I have to always ask myself, stop and, and try to pay attention. Who's in front of me? Pray for souls. Pray for the ones that are right in front of us. Maybe it's someone close by. It's a neighbor. And you, you, you're scared to death to go talk to them. Well, why don't you just start praying for them every day and, and see what happens. See what God might do. I want to close. You got that when you came in. If you want to pull that little, that little uh, leaflet out, because... Uh, I made a copy of it for you, and I want you to take that home and, and maybe put it somewhere. I've got a copy of it on my desk downstairs. And uh, let's just read that before we close. <clears throat> this is by the pastor of Sherwood Baptist Church in Georgia, uh, a church that is very evangelistic and, and also are producing films like Facing the Giants, Fireproof, and Courageous. Praying for people who need to know God. Listen to this. God cares about the lost, and He will rain down salvation from the heavens if we seek Him earnestly for the salvation of unbelievers. Is there someone in your life who is lost? Do you love that person? Do you want God's best for them? Then plead for them. Ask the Holy Spirit to convict them of sin. Pray that situations and circumstances will be set in motion to cause them to turn to God. Take the name of that unsaved parent, child, relative, friend, or work associate to the throne of grace. And as the Lord brings their names to your mind, pray that God would draw them to Himself. We are surrounded by people whose lives hang in the balance. Let me read that line again. We are surrounded by people whose lives hang in the balance. They are headed toward a Christless eternity, and we must ask God to give us a burden for the least of these. We need our hearts broken over the broken lives and homes all around us. We need to get before God and pray until we see the world the way He sees it. I like that too. 
Prayer not only changes the circumstances, but it changes us. Praying for the lost is not the least I can do, it's the most I can do. Let's pray, shall we? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for allowing us to be a part of this family. Lord, I am so blessed by this family. I'm so blessed by being a part of this fellowship and, and what you've called us to do and who you've called us to be and the, and the people that are a part of the fabric of this fellowship. And I'm so proud of what we were able to be a part of yesterday and just seeing people's lives uh, serving you and people's lives being affected by that serving, through that serving, Lord. I, I am I'm so thankful to you, Father, for uh, each person here in this room today. And Father, but I, I know also there, there may be hearts that are really burdened, really, really carrying a, a heavy load and finding it difficult, Lord, just to even um, get here today or maybe to carry on one more step. I pray, Lord, by, by the name of Jesus and in the name of Jesus that you would bring hope and you would flood each of our hearts with your hope, the hope of Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, Christ in us. Lord, we are hopeless without you. You are the anchor for our souls. That hope is the anchor for our souls, holding us, keeping us in place from being blown away like that tent was blown, anchored in the love of Jesus. Father, help each one of us today and help each one of us as well as we go. Lord, help us to keep our eyes open to see those souls that are all around us hurting, lost, searching, maybe not visibly searching, but searching for truth. And give us the words to say when we need to say the words, but also may our hearts be burdened with that burden for prayer and begin with prayer. Father, I also want to pray as we close for any here today that that do not know Jesus as Savior. You've maybe you've never ever began that that life uh, of being one of His followers. Today you can open your heart and life and and begin a brand new life, a life that will last forever and ever. And simply, as Jesus said, it was to believe in Him, and your life will be changed. To trust in Him, John's Gospel says, to believe and receive and you'll become a child of God. Simply open your heart and, and, and believe and trust in Jesus that he died for you, that he was buried, but that he rose from the dead. And you trust him, that he died for your sin. And you receive him into your heart and life by simply asking him in. Only you can do that. Nobody can do that for you. Do it today, I pray, I ask, I hope. Father, thank you again for this glorious day that we could share together these few minutes. Pray especially for all those kids that came. Pray for the kids in our own midst, Lord, the ones that are right in front of us, even in this building today, that we'd have a heart for them. In Jesus' name, amen.